Hi there, if you just joined, this is The Lit Lounge. I am Lydia October and I'll be with you for the next couple of minutes. I just really want to use my first episode in the year 2022 as, how should I say this, a freestyle? (laughs) I want to be as genuine and as honest as I can possibly be because I, um, the audience I'm really aiming to capture with this specific session is I just want you to know that I'm I'm real and I want you to be real with me as well I'm not perfect and I know for a fact I can say it out loud I sound good but I just don't want to come off as someone who just sounds good. You're just merely just sounding good, but you're not impacting anyone. So I want you to know this place is a safe space. So whatever is going to be discussed here as I'm going to be honest with my journey and my experiences. And if you get to call in or send your experiences, if you wish to remain anonymous, just know that you are going to remain anonymous because I'm going to respect every single person who is going to share this amazing journey with me. Also, I'd like to let you know that um, very soon I will be joined by two co-hosts. Not announcing anything yet until that one is finalized, but I am pretty, pretty excited for the things ahead all things lit lounge mental health safe space i'm here for all of it all of it yes um so today i really want to be talk uh talking about myself i want to talk a bit more about myself Mm, yeah over the years if um you've been following um you must know (laughs) quite a lot about me um, some things you know that I myself don't even know about me that's okay but I would like to be sharing what I would like you to know about me probably even clarify certain things you've heard which aren't true I mean people talk but when you hear it from the horse's mouth himself I mean it's better to believe them because I mean they was the one caught in the situation or whatever it is you heard yeah dig cool so my name is Lydia um, Arustus. I am born on the 26th of October. And a few years back, I was on Facebook. And my sister and I, we were so in love with um, watching Rhythm City. And in that um, soapy. Is it a soapy? Can I call it a soapy? Where is Rhythm City again? Okay, I'll find out. Anyway. There is this woman, this lovely, lovely woman who goes by the name of Gail October. And I just absolutely fell in love with her character. Gail is just this vibrant woman. She's a creative. She has a daughter with this guy, David. (laughs) I'm certain if you guys have watched Rhythm City, you'll know who I'm talking about. But yeah, she's phenomenal. Her character, everything, she is just... So, um, I haven't changed my name on Facebook back then in a very long time. And I decided to change it to Lydia October. So, my sister and I were both born on um, 
in October. I'm born on the 26th. She's born on the 31st of October. And I decided to change my name and asked her if she wanted to change hers as well. And fast forward, we became the October sisters. Yes. So that's how I got um, the name Lydia. October, the brand. So when I'm not Lydia October, the brand, I am just Lydia Erastus. So the same person is just like, you know, I need, I, I'm a bit more in love with Lydia October. She's like, she has become this shield, my shield of protection against so many things. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just thought. Uh, Sorry, I needed a moment to just pause and just reflect on how far I've come. And I absolutely cannot believe I'm here. I am. I'm here. I am alive. This is real. I'm. I'm in this moment. You know, it's not easy talking about yourself. I don't think it's the easiest thing to do, especially when you're constantly on a journey or you're evolving. And it's a a journey of self-discovery. So when someone really approaches you and they ask you, oh, so tell me a bit more about yourself or who are you? Who is Lydia Toba? It's like you're trying to pick up the puzzles to really put together this big, nice, beautiful picture of just that's broken cracks in between you know cracks in between and you're just like trying to plaster them plaster them or paint over them or glue them together but yeah I'm going to try and focus on the good as much as possible we'll save the bad for another day (laughs) there are not rainy days here okay so, um, yeah, Lydia October um, is a brand, and um, I've really, I've, I've always had this idea of what I wanted to do, of what I wanted to accomplish as Lydia October, and um, I've always been passionate about giving back, um, before I even could discover what philanthropy was or is I've always loved giving back I've seen so much joy in just giving and back then there wasn't social media there wasn't phones and what we have now you know creating content and taking pictures of us giving back and all that it was just you just genuinely giving and my fun thing to do was having conversations with strangers ah it is the most amazing thing ever. <laughs> I would literally find random people and just smile. And like, oh, some days or certain places or some people, you don't get a smile back. But I smile. I just smile. I just love smiling with people I don't know. That's just like, if I have to break it down, it's going to be so long. But there's a reason behind it. And that I guess that's just, that's just who I am. So having conversations with strangers was my way of just getting to know people and learning more. I've acquired so much knowledge in just conversations I've had with people who've gone through life just like I have 
okay so it's not just like i'm picking out certain people it's just like anyone random security guards i mean beggars on the streets um walking into buildings in the bank in the queues wherever i find myself and i find someone genuinely nice who would like to talk back we have conversations you learn something new it's like oh okay cool carry on with the world that's just how it is and with philanthropy i remember when i turned um 20 i officially decided to tap into this thing for real for real so i spent my 20th birthday at um the safe haven and it was a bliss just being surrounded by those kids and the volunteers and the way that day came along was so amazing because it was like asking my mom for like a thousand dollars mom i just need a thousand dollars for my birthday i know what i want to do good i get the thousand dollars i buy the ingredients i get my friends my sisters to come on board we bake some muffins we have like goodie bags um we got juice here it was so amazing and it was almost a struggle getting in there because they're so protective of the kids there and they have every right to be protective of these kids because i mean they've witnessed a lot of trauma and just as a kid i can't imagine what it feels like not being in a home with your mom and your dad but rather in a safe haven just thinking about it is just it gets me emotional but yeah such is life and that's why we need to be kind and show love absolute love to these kids and just random people in general but that's how i tapped into philanthropy uh on my birthday when i turned 20 and then i think the same year or the next year i spent christmas at the old age home that oh that was another amazing journey as well as my mom again for another thousand dollars and got it and i bought ingredients and we had um one of the trust it's a trust i don't know what to call it yet but um jr came on board and she's like oh hey we would like like to sponsor you guys with a thousand dollars is it a thousand dollars or a hundred dollars a thousand dollars yes it was a thousand dollars a thousand dollar voucher and we went shopping, we baked, we made everything. It was so amazing. And my mom was so excited because she was like, you know what? Mm, I'm seeing it. I'm feeling this. Why don't I join you guys this time? And it was so amazing. We had this, um, well, they had this, um, a cool spot in the orphanage. I think that's where they gathered to have their breakfast and we set it all up. And they came in. You know, old people that got stories to tell because they have lived life so long enough. They just want to tell it all and i was all ears it was amazing started off with a prayer got to listen and just network and have amazing conversations with these old people old souls i tell you they're amazing and we kicked off the day so after that it was kind of like okay man this thing is 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 getting nice i'm loving how it's becoming you know something more structured because i'm just i I, I stand up, I wake up today and I want to give back and that's just it. Boom. Let's do this tomorrow. Let's do this. Let's do that. I'm like, life doesn't work like that, honey. You got a plan. You got to make plans. Because, I mean, you can't just show up to people who've got nine to five jobs or like responsibilities and you're just like, oh, hey, we're doing this. Let's go. No one's just going to just wake up and stand up and just go with you. You know, you got to plan things in advance. And that's sort of like how I figured, okay, I need a team 
I need people who I can have uh, like the tip of my finger like okay I need volunteers we have a project happening this and this and this I need this and this and this so that's how um October Charity Foundation kind of just got into it it was mostly my mom and my sister I would call like oh I want to do this what do you think I should do oh, okay let's do this okay advise me advise me advise me advise me and then poof with poetry okay here's the part of the rainy days how I got into spoken word um for the longest time I was so convinced you know that poetry started for me when I was in primary school I believe if you're listening to this and we were in the same class in math (laughs) Mr. Chituka's class I would write these why was I writing English I was so obsessed with English guys and I still am so much that even in math class I would literally have like my English book hidden underneath my math book and I would like write these words and I would make sure they were matching so if I was going to write the word mat it had to match with the word cat fat sad bat all of that and then I started like okay building sentences and I just made sure they 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 um they 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 um rhymed at the end of the day and I got into that in an English class I was just like okay I mean, you're getting taught, but like you already want to tap into this thing and you're already getting lessons and teachings on it. And it's just like, oh, okay, let's do this. Let's do this. And I started writing. I started writing and it's short stories and it's poetry and it's short stories and it's poetry. And I would write books and books and books all the way up until high school. And, um, okay, here's the tragic part. My very first year of high school, I got caught up in a really ugly situation so um I wasn't allowed to have a phone (laughs) up until 25 I'm not even 25 yet yeah that's how streak my mom was like no no phones and my sister had this little burner phone that I asked to borrow and guys I mean you're not supposed to have a phone I got a phone and I was on my way to the grocery shop that day and I bumped into this guy. I bumped into this guy and he asked for my for my for my number. Did I even have a number then? I think I was using my sister's number and I gave him my sister's number and he texted me. And I met that guy that day, right? And in the evening, I think he was on his way back home from the grocery shop because it's like a, it's like one of those supermarkets where you just all meet there and like we all buy the same bread there, like the whole neighborhood. Good. And he's like, oh, hey, yo, I'm walking past your house. You want to come out and say hi? And I was preparing dinner for my mom that, day, that night. And I was like, okay, let me know you're outside then. He's like, no, I'm outside. I'm like, okay, cool. Give me a minute. I'm like, okay, I'll walk out to this guy. Mind you, I don't know this guy. I never met him up until that same day, okay? And I got outside and I'm talking to this guy. There's like a wall between us. Our wall was very, very short. So he's on the other side and I'm on the inside of the wall. And he's talking and it's like, no, I want to give you a hug and say goodnight before I leave. I'm like, no, I don't even know you like that. Trying to hug me already. Like, what's up? I get cold. Fast forward. I jump the wall and I'm hugging this guy. As I jump the wall to hug this guy, my mom's friend was leaving the house. I think she came to visit her and she was on her way back home. So a walking distance to her house, but that's not that far. And she sees me hugging this guy and both she just goes off 
why are you hugging this guy? Huh? Who are you? What are you doing with my daughter? Oh, she's shouting. She's I'm just like, my goodness, what is going on? Did I do something? She's angry like she caught me naked with this boy or something. Like, uh-uh. Get away with that energy, ma. And she's like, you better get in that house. Okay, I'm going to call your mama. And I'm going to tell her what I just saw. And I'm like, oh, my God. She's really going to do it. Guys, I was in grade seven. I didn't even make it to high school yet. Mm-hmm. And I got into the house, I'm dishing out dinner, and I'm taking it to my mom. And as soon as I walk into the living room, her phone rings. And immediately I know, mm, there's fire here, there's trouble. So she answers the phone, and she's like, hello? Mm-hmm. And she looks at me, It's like, okay. And she hangs up the phone, and she tells me, put that, put that plate down, put your shoes on, we're gonna look for this boy. I'm like, what? Look for this boy. Where? Where do we start? Who are we going to look for? I don't even know this person. Oh my goodness. How did you meet him? How do you know him? And I'm just like, I'm not going to tell you I got a phone. Because like, yo, this is going to be big. And she's like, girl, we are going to look for that person. And here we are in the street. Guys, I'm not even capping. This is one of the realest, realest memories I have unfiltered in my mind. And we are shouting house to house, door to door, shouting this guy's name. Where are you? Where are you? I'm like... I'm looking at my mom. I'm like, woman, am I pregnant? What did I do? Is something wrong? Like, I'm telling you, I don't know this person. What what just happened? Like, what are you doing? It was, it was embarrassing, guys. But it happened. And I remember there was a time when I literally drifted from my mom, guys. I <laughs> There was a voice that overpowered me that night and told me to just run to the beach and drown myself because I knew if I'm going back home with that woman she's going to kill me because the way she was mad enough to pull me out the house shouting from door to door this guy's name Mm -mm. going back home is the worst I got so overpowered by this voice it's like it blinded me and I just found myself walking from walking to jogging to jogging to just i'm running i look up and i'm right in front of the ocean and i can i can almost see myself walking into the ocean it's it's late at night i don't know how i got there or like i don't know if i know the road to the beach i just don't know how i got there but i am in front of the ocean and i'm about to literally drown myself because I'm afraid to go back to face my fire. And as I'm about to take the first step, it's a it's a group of boys, guys, men. I couldn't see, but I saw shadows of so many men. And I, I ducked. Because thank God there was construction taking place and there was just like a pile of bricks right on my left-hand side. And I ducked. And I remember rethinking two things are about to happen here I'm not about to get gang raped and I'm not about to drown myself and I picked myself up from that spot and I ran back home as fast as I could I don't know how I got back where I got but I ran and I'm running and I'm running and I come to the spot where I left my mom 
and I find my mom in distress crying in the middle of the street with my daughter I can't find her where is she she sees me and she holds my head so tight and she is crying in the street and she's just like why would you do that to me where did you go I'm just like I'm just I didn't understand what's going on in that moment and we ended up at her friend's house like I said she didn't live far and I'm in this room being interrogated, y'all. Man, they is asking me all these questions. Like, what did you do with this person? Why were you, were you kissing them? I didn't even kiss them. I don't even know this person. What, what is going on? The interrogation is so intense, y'all. They was asking me all these questions. Like, did you have sex with him? Are you even a virgin? And all these questions are coming in. I'm just like, I don't know these things. What are you guys saying? I'm just a 15-year-old in grade 7. 14 years old 14 in grade 7 yeah I think I was about right about that age and y'all it was so scary and she takes me back home and she's walking home mad at me as if I did something and I was so confused at the same time like what did I do mom I just hugged this person I didn't do anything I don't even know them and we got home that night and I remember my mom just taking me into her bedroom and she gave me the beating of my life oh man it's like she beat the soul right out of me that night it was so so much to a point where I just told her mom you are killing me and she's like don't worry girl I'm about to get there <laughs> and I just shut down and it's like very lash it's just like I just I just got quiet to a point where I just couldn't feel the pain anymore I just locked myself out of my body <laughs> I woke up the next morning because the night before that night after she ate me, she was like, you know what? I'm going to go to school and I'm going to take you in front of the school. I'm going to tell everybody what you did. And I'm just like, why would you want to embarrass me like that? And let me tell you what. The same year, a few months earlier before that happened, I got my first period when I had the mother and daughter talk. And my mom vowed to always always be there for me when I needed to talk and she assured me she would always be willing to listen to me and understand and to witness what she did a few months later was just I was completely broken and I need to be as honest as I can in sharing this 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 um my journey my story because I don't think I've ever opened up about it and me being as raw and as open and as honest as I am right now somehow it's going to be closure for me I won't realize it now but I'm I know for sure so I was disappointed the next morning we woke up and she was still threatening you know to take me to school and embarrass me and like nope no she didn't cool we moved on from that fast forward I think a lot changed that night, you know. I was just so uninterested in school, man. I hated school because I always had that fear my mom's going to come up out of nowhere and just embarrass me. But, like, she never did that. (laughs) But I know. I look back now and I'm just like, yo, (laughs) school wasn't my favorite place anymore, you know. I never liked being in class. I never liked being in there. And what's worse is, oh, my gosh, I had to go from primary school to high school it's a new environment you know I was never really good at math so I wanted to attend this high school where my older sister attended and like you need to have like um entrance 
acceptance test or exam or whatever math and basic english so obviously i passed the english and i failed the math <laughs> and i got to um a high school closer to my house so ah grade eight. my goodness i walk into this place it's a new environment and the first day of high school i got two black sisters trying to bully me in the toilet the girl's toilet i'm like mm-mm you do not want to do that because if i tell my mama it's more drama again no please i'm not the girl to come for and it's funny because these girls done did they research on me already before i could come to their high school they were like oh you're the girl with the english with the accent and what but we don't do that here and i'm just like Mm-mm, honey please <laughs> i'm just trying to get my education and get up out of here So that was the sunny side, okay? I'm back to the rainy side again. My first year of high school. The second encounter with the boy. I got a phone again. Ish. This time you. This time it was rough. I got a phone and... I don't know. How did I meet this guy? This was a bit blurry. But this time around, this guy and I were texting for a bit longer. And this one day, this one random misty day after school, he texted and he's like, hey, do you want to chill? I'm like, chill? Yeah, like, chill, yeah. Like, I'm here with, like, a group of friends and, like, you just can come and, like, we guys can chill. Like, we, we can chill. I'm like, okay, cool, no. I'll see what I can do. I don't want to stay long. I have homework to do. You dig? I show up to this guy's place and... It's this little tiny room, not bigger than my dressing room. And it's a little bunker bed with a little tiny... I just... Yo, guys. I'm coming in. I'm just looking at the situation. I'm just like, no, man. What is going on here? What is this? No, no, we're chilling. Chilling. Where's other people? You said there's going to be other people here. I'm expecting girls here that I'm going to vibe with. Like, what is this? Now I'm standing by the door asking all these questions. It's just like, no, we're just going to chill for a minute. I'm just like, nah, fam. I'm not feeling this. Please, I want to go home. I want to go home. I don't want this. It's like, no, it's not going to be. It's not going to be long. What is not going to be long? I don't want to be here. Please, I want to go home. No, we're just chilling. Just sit on the bed. Let's get to know each other. I'm like, yeah, no, fam, not me. No, bro, I'm not liking the situation already. I want to go home. I'm like, I want to go home. I want to go home. I'm like, no, no. This guy gets up and... Mind you, that was my very first time ever seeing a blunt in my life. I've never known that they even existed such a thing as marijuana. I've seen cigarettes before. Not that. And he's like, okay, fine. You know what? <sighs> okay, let me just quickly light up my blunt before we can leave. And I'm looking at him. I'm standing by the door with my arms folded. Like, my arms crossed. And it's like, yeah, finish up. It's like, you want to try? I'm like, no, I don't smoke cigarettes. I'm like, no, it's not cigarettes. It's, 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 um, it's a blunt. It's like, what is blunt? What is that? I don't want. It's like, no, it's, it's really relaxing. Okay, you know what? If you want me to take you home, just one puff. I'm, I'm going to take you home. Trust me. I wanted to get up out of there. And he offered me the plant. He offered me the plant. And what happened next was all 
قبله One big blur. Fast forward. I'm in college. I don't know if it's safe to skip that part because what I say from here onwards won't really make sense if I have to just keep suppressing, suppressing and holding back from this moment, this very moment that changed my life forever. I mean, it was a blur, but it's like, yo. It's no wonder I became so rebellious. I became so, so rebellious, guys. Well, I can say that that night, that day, it was a blur. And I got, I got home. And I took a shower. And I went to sleep. And it's so blurry, but there's still parts that don't just pop up. And I remember coming home and I found my mom in the kitchen and she was already preparing dinner. And I got straight into the shower. I cleaned myself up and went straight to bed. I fell asleep that night. I didn't have dinner and I woke up the next morning like nothing ever, ever happened. And I just moved on. I never got time to heal, never got time to recap on what happened, nothing. I just moved on. And I may find myself, and I found myself so uninterested in school, man. Like, yo, high school is enough. I mean, primary school is enough. I mean, I'm in high school now. It's just, yeah, I mean, they're dated by the books. Oh, guys, <laughs> I should be studying here, yeah? but I got like tons and tons of books under there. I'm just writing poetry, poetry, poetry. Let me tell you all the pieces I'm writing about are just about rape. Why? Why am I writing about something I haven't experienced yet? Why? 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 And it's just, that's just that. I'm just writing about that. And if it's not dark, if it's not about a man doing this to a woman, if it's not about this happening to a little girl, if it's not about that, it's just dark, dark poetry for a very, very long time. And fast forward to college. Because I, 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 didn't, I didn't make it in my grade 12. Yes, I did not make it because I remember very, very vividly when I should have been studying, I was writing poetry and just try and relieve myself of pain. I couldn't understand where the source was coming from. I couldn't understand. And by the time I got to the College of the Arts to do radio production, which I was accepted for, this one morning, guys, I was reading a piece to my big sister. And she asked me, Lydia, why are you always writing poetry about rape? Why are you writing about something you've never experienced? And boom. Like a memory fresh out of nowhere. It got to me. It got to me that very, very moment. In history. In the past. When it happened. 
dark, I remember everything was so hopeless around me, I remember everything, it was ugly, but I remembered, and see, even when I remembered what had happened to me, I still didn't know what to do moving forward, (laughs) it's like, okay, I know it happened to me, so now what? I just moved on. I mean, what is there to do? You can't go back in the past. Yeah, we moved on. I moved. I moved on. I was just... There was always trauma. There was always nightmares. There was always memories. And you just never understood until that moment. When I realized what had happened to me, it was years, years later. Guys, I'm telling you, I have been in and out of therapy sessions. Psychologists, psychiatrists, almost losing my mind just because I couldn't accept what had happened to me. Man, something that happened to me at 15, I only got to open up to my mom about when I was 20. 20 years old. That's as crazy and as deep. <laughs> I don't want to get to the rainy days, but you see, it rains for such a long time. It's almost always cloudy. But after every storm, there's always that beautiful rainbow, and that's just all I've been searching my entire life and I found it you eventually will find a rainbow somewhere after every storm and this is why I'm so passionate about what I do it gets inconsistent sometimes yes it gets hard sometimes yes but I know what I want. I know where I want to be. I know that vision. I always see it every time I close my eyes and I ask myself, God, I see myself doing this. Well, what am I saying to these people? What am I saying to these people who are listening to me? What am I pouring into their lives?
there comes a time when you absolutely walk into a room and you don't know what to say to people and then you need to just sit back and observe why am I in this room why am I in this place why am I sending out this podcast for someone out there to listen to and then I remember that it's, it's not for me I'm not the first I'm not the last but it's how you move on from it that matters how you pick yourself up because darling the higher you climb that ladder when you fall a seer <laughs> it's painful but you've got to keep picking yourself up get up and move <sighs> pain is part of the process yes but passion fuels purpose yes it gets better I tell you it gets better I would have never thought that I'd find myself talking about this ever but regardless I'm still talking and I am going to publish this I'm not going to be a victim of this. I'm not a victim, no. I'm not. <laughs> if you ever need someone to talk to, if you ever need a stranger to smile back at you, so many of us there are so so many of us we smile every day but yay <laughs> we carry burdens yo. it's the least <sighs> it's the least I can do you're not alone whatever you're facing it doesn't matter how long back it is taken place or how long the story is does not matter there's always someone out there who's always going to be willing to listen I'm one of those people and I want my 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 vision for this podcast this pace the lit lounge is a safe space is creating a safe space for literally anyone to come on and just feel safe in expressing themselves and to just listen to raw unfiltered real life stories this is as real as it gets this is my very first episode to you till next time again bless up